What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kurt and Bob Show. He's Kurt. I'm Bob. Tuesday, January 31st here. About to roll into February. Curtis, that means the Super Bowl is right around the corner. Uh, but before we get into that, i got to recap some uh, a lot of coaching changes and uh, some of these games that we watched this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a... It's been a busy week in the NFL. Lots of talk this week. Uh, we'll start. We'll start you guys off with the games because everyone was watching the games, and uh, you know, they. It feels like it was a week ago because there's been so much talk around these games. It feels like the actual football gameplay was forever ago. Uh, just with all the controversy, and I mean, honestly, both games. So we'll start with, I guess, the easier game to you know have to kind of common comment on here and that is Niners Eagles um short and sweet the 49ers they just ran out of a quarterback room uh they <laughs> Brock Purdy got injured for I think it was first first play of the game like his first throw of the game uh I could I could be wrong there but I'm 99% sure is his first toss um and man he you know it didn't it didn't look very serious but you could tell that on the sideline when whenever a guy is ready to go in there but doctors aren't letting him out there's you know something something is off which we have come to find out is a t- completely torn uh, UCL ligament for Brock Purdy which explains why his he said his hand was numb the <laughs> entire entire game so it was a it was a brutal showing. Josh Johnson, the fourth string quarterback, came in for the 49ers. Notice how I say fourth string, not I guess Purdy was the third. Josh Johnson comes in as the fourth string guy, throws 13 passes. It was I mean, it didn't it didn't look great with him in there. And then to make matters even worse, Josh Johnson goes down with a concussion. Brock Purdy's thrown back into the game with a torn UCL joint, and from that point on, the Niners just ran, 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 basically ran the clock out on themselves because, simply put, it came down to it, and not trying to take anything away from the Eagles here, but it, it really did, you know, they, they ran out of a quarterback room. Like, what, what are you supposed to do there, right? They had McCaffrey yeah. as the backup QB, I think, right? And uh, he threw a, a pass to no man's land. So yeah, what what's your take on a Bob just you know crushing for the Niners fans? I feel like that that can't yeah have been a good day. Yeah, it was a interesting game because I, I didn't know what was wrong with Purdy. They kept showing mm-hmm. the replay yep. when when I was watching it, and I was like, "Come on, it can't be that bad." Exactly. You literally, just got it's a strip. It, well, it ended up being and they ruled an incomplete pass. Yeah, but um, almost picked off too, but. That, uh, you know, I was like, it can't be that bad. Like, and so hearing it's a UCL, like, just, just really interesting because you see those, you see that happen all the time with a quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. they get stripped mid throw. Oh, yeah, um, it's always that throwing motion back when their elbow yeah. is exposed, helmet to the helmet to the elbow or something like that. You see, yeah. you see that injury in baseball too, I believe, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the, it's the, they, tear those that usually he probably needs Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. um which will be you know elbow reconstruction surgery basically Not um but people are coming back from that in insane amounts of time nowadays especially baseball players guys will be guys will sometimes they've got the they've got it down to a science where sometimes they'll come back and they'll throw even harder than they were throwing before baseball players at least yeah so that's my knowledge of it is is the depth of baseball. Now it could be completely different because it's a completely different throwing motion for football players, mm-hmm. um, and it may not affect them even as much because you don't 
often hear about football players going down with needing Tommy John surgery, like quarterbacks. Um, but so we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with that. I think he should be fine uh, when he comes back. He should be able to probably expedite his recovery if he goes through a rigorous training program and rehab. Mm. Um, because guys are coming back in like insane amounts of time nowadays from those types of injuries. And they used to be career ending and they're not anymore. So not terrible news injury, you know, ACLs used to be almost two seasons, right? Like ACLs used to be career ending, like you said. And nowadays, you know, we got, we got Burrow out here with a torn ACL, you know, we got Deshaun Watson coming back from like, yeah, that Cam Akers, Achilles, like doctors are oh it was achilles that's what it was yeah doctors are are dialing in these days to sports injuries because they know how much money is there and you know they can they can save players livelihoods with these surgeries right that they players you know in the 80s 90s early early 2000s may not have had that same benefit from so it it's it's really interesting but yeah i guess my the question i'll pose to you here that we almost got into before the show is you know, last week we were talking about the Niners quarterback controversy going into training camp this year. Now you you're you're really in for it. Jimmy's gone. I think we both agree there. We could be wrong, but I think we're both on the same page with there's no way Jimmy sticks around again. Like you got to either retire or get a, get some new scenery around you. I feel like it's just been forever. Uh and then you got Trey Lance coming back from his double ankle surgery because of how bad his ankle got messed up in week two uh, of the season this year. And then you'll have Brock Purdy coming in, you know, like you said, maybe he'll come back sooner than expected. The expected timetable is six months, but you never know. That could be a soft four to six months and they're just posting the worst case, right? And, you know, in terms of training camp, it, this this is the best time to be injured. That's There's never yeah. a good time for it, but... You know, you're not doing anything in March and April anyway, so that's two free months, uh, you know, regardless of voluntary OTAs and until you really start to get into things. So this this QB room, let's let's pretend it's Purdy and Trey Lance coming f- both back from injuries here. Do you just let them, like, is it going to be a 50-50 deal where we don't know the starter till week one of the season, you think? Yeah, I think what you could see happen is you kind of, you're testing Purdy and trey lance and their abilities Mm -hmm. and trey lance is likely a more he's definitely the higher trade candidate of the two yeah you would get more return for him so i think that you kind of test the waters with both of them you don't move on too soon from trey lance yet uh because i mean so Here's that the I'm thing. on the rookie could, deal, you, right? Like you're, you're yeah, not, and, you're not under any contract pressure, so might as well. <laughs> and and like even even Purdy, he, I mean, he's still on the rookie deal, obviously, because he's a rookie. Yeah, but he, like, you could still commit to him because the Tommy John surgery or whatever surgery he's going to have is, it's likely not career ending. It's likely not going to affect him at all. And if you want, if you were going to commit to him, but like even before this yeah. past weekend's game, you could still do that. It's just you take a risk of, I don't know, maybe there's a delay. Maybe it doesn't go, maybe the surgery doesn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And so I think it'd be smart for the 49ers to hold on to Trey at least until maybe you even trade him draft night. 
Like you got a little bit of time. I could. That before. is the best time for a drama filled trade too. Everyone loves right. a draft night trade. Every- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you make so a draft right. night trade, You're so and right. you, in in that way, you can see how Purdy is progressing in his recovery. So you can hold on to Trey and then maybe make a move for uh, on draft night. Yeah, I mean, um, most notably, both AJ Brown, AJ Brown, and Marquise Brown got traded last year uh, on draft day or on draft day. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Maybe that is a gambling chip for the Niners because I don't because there's also the realm right where maybe both guys don't don't end up being your answer. Uh, obviously, you can't you got to work with the the good dudes you got shanahan's got a foolproof offense it seems like so i don't mean what i just said in the terms of you use trey lance to trade up and get a quarterback but it's maybe it is something you know you don't have to just go you know hard in the paint commit to one of them and go you can just let these guys play it out or like you just said trade one and get some amazing value because uh, quite honestly purdy may have some value to him i don't know if teams do trust uh because we've seen plenty of players you know leave a shanahan system and not have that same success right so i'm sure that stigma will follow maybe both of them around but the pro to trey lance i guess in a trade scenario would be higher value because you only saw a game of him last year you saw a game and what a couple quarters against uh against whoever before uh, before he got injured so it's just a really awkward really really awkward scenario in san francisco i do not envy uh niners fans or kyle shanahan right now because yeah. you've got some tough injury decisions but then at this and you know at the same time you've still got all these defensive weapons and you know they still are they still are so loaded it's just such an awkward they have such an awkwardly great team to have such a quarterback controversy on their hands you always see these quarterback controversies when it's you know team is starting to scale down midway through the season they put in the backup and they you know what i mean like you you see them that you saw it with the dolphins with tua and fitzpatrick when it they wasn't going to be a, a playoff season anyways uh so there was just controversy of seeing who's going to be the starter next year so now the Niners have to sit and ride with all of that on their shoulders. Meanwhile, they've got a Super Bowl roster. Like it's this this should be the least of their, their worries, right? You should at least be able to get a serviceable guy in there. And I think that's where a lot of the yeah. Jimmy G arguments are coming from, right? I personally don't agree, but I've seen it where hey, maybe you just go to Jimmy G and say, hey, uh, come another year because we know we're ready. We're 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 ready to win. Uh, we'll have both of these guys behind you of course but you know i feel like you've got to make some sort of move to smooth over that qb room in my opinion because quarterback controversy has never led to a super bowl an afc or nfc championship it's always the do or die like there's there are so many past examples of you know the rookie taking the torch uh and succeeding but then the rookie taking the torch and you know falling flat on his face and then it causing a rift with the veteran who's backing him up. you know there's just so much unnecessary drama i think then i'm personally would say like almost pro trade trey lance just to give purdy a commitment just commit cut the controversy and just commit to Purdy and you know a veteran backup Josh Johnson fifth you know maybe he comes back for his 16th year in the NFL he's been a career backup just like Colt McCoy uh you know it's it's been crazy to see but but man I and I guess you know 
we, we've got lots of offseason to talk about the Niners, so we'll we'll switch gears to the Eagles here. Did you see anything that, that stood out uh, to the Eagles for you? I mean, they seem like they – Jalen Hurts didn't have a flashy day by any means. Um, 15 for 25, 120 yards. They ran the ball 44 times, so almost doubled. I was about doubled. to say, you know who was impressive yeah. was their run game. Miles Sanders yeah. had two rushing touchdowns, and I made a comment – and I, like it, because I, 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 the guy never runs the ball anymore. Jalen Hurts yep. takes it when they get to the then when they get to the goal line. It's Jalen. It's the Jalen Hurts show. Oh yeah. So Miles Sanders doesn't touch the football. So two rushing touchdowns from Miles Sanders and a rushing touchdown from Boston Scott in that game. Crazy. And I was completely shocked. Um, and then I, I I guess I wasn't super shocked because they were kind of they weren't in a, they didn't have a commanding lead by any means necessary, mm-hmm. but they knew. That maybe we shouldn't be putting Jalen Hurts in rushing, like in in chance of getting injured, having him rush the ball. Let's oh, yeah. you know give it to our backs. So and they knew that because they had Josh Johnson in a quarterback. Yeah. So <laughs> so I think maybe they had a you know a kind of a change of heart there, and uh, Sirianni didn't want to put Hurts in the position to rush the football, so they gave it to Sanders. Sanders two rushing touchdowns, like I said, and I made a comment where I was like. Literally, Miles Sanders, that like they he tied his he he tied his like or he he got as many rushing touchdowns in that mm-hmm. game as he's had the entire season. Yep. The guy doesn't run the football anymore. Doesn't they, he doesn't get it. Yeah, Gainwell. He's, they had Gainwell it, it, in there. He's still like Gainwell was their leading guy. Fourteen carries. Then Miles Sanders and Hertz had eleven, and then Boston's got six. Right? They were just all over the board. Yeah, yeah. It was just. I mean. You're gonna run the football if you have if you have the lead like that. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna sling it all over the field and give up unnecessary mm-hmm. interceptions and turn the ball over. So, um, yeah, I mean they did they did well rushing the football. Surprisingly, against a really good 49ers defense, who has been really good against a rush. So, it, mm-hmm. that that's certainly a bright spot for the Eagles. And I think that, you know, I don't know. It's gonna be a fun Super Bowl to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because that's that that game that game on the Eagles side like the I I really don't have too much to say because they didn't really have to show anything like they right. they were up twenty one seven at halftime and and at that point everyone kind of knew it was over. It was just a very awkward game because the potential of that game was so high coming into it in the week and then Purdy goes down and then your fourth string guy goes down and it was. I mean that that was raps. I've seen you know Niners players are beefing with Eagles players on Twitter saying if we had a quarterback we'd you know we'd be in that we'd kick your ass whatever they're saying <laughs> like it's 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 definitely brewing a lot of a lot of beef from what I from what I've seen in in the social atmosphere and Kittle said you know Kittle said very candidly in an interview do, does it suck that I just lost you know an NFC Championship game and a chance to go to the Super Bowl because I literally didn't have a quarterback left yeah it sucks you know like that's that that's really what it comes down to you know we for all the hype uh the quarterback position gets you know it it would prove to be true for this game because now you see what happens when there actually is not a guy they were trying to do cutesy little you know reversal runs to debo who was just getting killed back there finished the game with negative nine yards rushing like yeah it was it was uh brutal to watch you know you you feel for the guys on the niners i believe their roster is pretty solidified contractually speaking 
So I'm not at all worried for the Niners, but what an anticlimactic end to such a great season. It, it left me with the same feeling in my stomach as the national championship did, that TCU-UGA, just such an anticlimactic yeah. end to such a crazy, you know, such a crazy season. And, you know, the Eagles pretty much just, it, it felt like a bye week. It really felt like a bye week for them. Uh, the best throw of the game was Trent Williams, the offensive tackle for the 49ers, absolutely WWE throat slamming one of the Eagles players down in the fourth quarter when he had just had enough. He got ejected towards the end. Oh, yeah, so, he got ejected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tempers were flaring at the end there. Uh, you know, it, it, it was just it was just such a bummer. This game could have been what could have been, and that's really what we've got to leave it at, right? Um, and you, you wonder if a little a weird week like this could maybe help the Eagles because they didn't have to give away too much of their game. You know, they didn't have to give away too much game footage uh, versus the Chiefs, right? Uh, so maybe that's a benefit or maybe it hurts them because they literally just got to play two quarters of football for free and got to, you know, just talk talk their, talk their shit and talk to the guys and just walk out of their home stadium with a win. So Arizona is going to be interesting here and, uh, you know, we'll bounce right over to the next game because I, I really – that's really all there is to say with that one. So Bengals Chiefs, Bob, I'll let you start us off. What was your, your impressions on this one? Uh I mean it was a tight game for sure. Um oh, yeah. I don't know. Another three people point are, differential. It's yeah, tragic. Yeah. <laughs> people are blaming uh, I don't know how to say Usa I forget who the guy oh. fifty eight on the Bengals. Yeah, fifty on the yeah. He with the late the when he shoved Mahomes yeah. when he was already out of bounds. I mean, it's really questionable. Like, or was it fifty nine? I can't remember. It was, Number yeah, it was Joseph Osai. Joseph Osai. Yeah. Osai. That's how you yeah. say it. Yeah. So he, you know, the late hit on Mahomes. It's just it's a bad. It wasn't. It's a fifty fifty call. I really didn't you, think it was that big of a deal. You hate to see a game get decided like that. That's yeah. What, and the flag Especially, was a little late, too. It was like, yeah, are they throwing it there? <laughs> he, like, just stepped out of bounds, and he's hitting him. And it's like, when you're going full force, like, full speed here in, in football time, I just don't – like, when you slow it down, you're like, oh, yeah, he stepped out. It was kind of like yeah. he was going out of bounds. It is the quarterback, so they do get special privilege, exactly. I guess, for some reason. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. It was just frustrating to see, and I felt for the guy. He was bawling his eyes out on the sideline. Everyone's blaming him for the call. But when you give – you can't blame it on him because mm -hmm. the Bengals looked like Swiss cheese. Their defense looked like Swiss cheese out there giving up – chunk yardage after chunk yardage on the yeah. last drive of the game to Mahomes and, and the offense. Like, what are we doing? It's not his fault. They You gave Mahomes a little bit of time on the clock, and, yeah. like, your defense should have locked up. Like, And if anything, and also, their D-line looked like the best part of their defense on Sunday as well. As well, like Joseph yeah. Osai, I was watching, you know, um, I was watching some clips of the rest of his game, and he played an amazing game up and up into to that last hit. So, uh, you know, yeah, he's just going to get remembered as the guy who cost the Bengals a chance trip to the Super Bowl, which yeah, it just sucks for him. I, I hate that. I, I hate, that, hate that, that it is that way. And I also just another point to the defense: like Eli Apple got torched by MVS the entire game. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't MVS have, like, 116 receiving yards? 
Yep, he was like, 116 and a touchdown. It was, yeah, it was, and Kelsey with seven for, like, like we talked geez, about last week. But the, you, you can't, can't you stop can't, Travis. You can't stop Travis Kelsey. Seven catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, what and are Hayden you And Hurst had a good game, too. We talked about him last week for, for the Bengals. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Dude. No, we were, we were but, right on for like, that one. Yeah. When you look at that and you look at him, you look at MVS, get 116 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. No one can stop Travis Kelsey, so don't take him out of the picture. But mm-hmm. if you look at MVS, a guy who, yeah, he's a pretty good receiver, but, like, I mean, should he be going for 116 in a tutter in mm-hmm. a in a NFC championship or AFC championship game? Like, I don't know. It was just, like, I, I, I don't want to blame it on Usai. Like, it's, I just. Yeah, no, and, and I think I think we can both agree that, that it's not on him. There were. There was a lot of questionable refing this game. The refs from this game have been getting annihilated online uh, for the last two days. And like I said, it feels like a week because there's been so much heavy discussion on this game. There was, you know, there was a third down that would have been a fourth down. Um, but then the ref said the play previous that the one ref was trying to stop that play. So then the Chiefs got an, a fifth down, basically. Uh, there was. Uh, you know, there was even the the Valdez Scantling when he reached for the first down, refs didn't catch it. The you know the talk of the town this week is that you know the expedited review process for the NFL that they said is an, intact didn't you know make a peep for that uh, Valdez Scantling you know obvious first down there, and Andy Reid had to throw out his challenge flag and did win it, but you know still he shouldn't have to challenge it when it's when it's something uh, like that. Uh, so there was a lot of refing. I'm not going to harp on the refs too much just because I know everybody else is. So I'm going to give you guys just a, a bit more of a fresh perspective on the actual game. Cause there was a lot of game here. And one piece of the game that I really did not like, uh, from the Bengals perspective is Joe Mixon just carried you last week. Joe Mixon was phenomenal getting seven yards of carry, seven yards of carry, five yards of carry here. Like he was absolutely rolling over the Buffalo Bills last week. The Bills had no answer. The Bengals maintained so much control in the game. In this game, the Bengals came out their first drive, pass, 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 Samaje Perrine up the middle, pass, and then a sack. Like, Hold hold on hold on wait did we did we just forget about what what worked so well against Buffalo uh, in that in that run game with, with Joe Mixon Joe Mixon was nowhere to be found this game it's like it's like why people hate to take him in fantasy it really is this is why people hate taking Joe Mixon in fantasy because one week he'll get you two hundred with three tutties the next week he'll have eight carries for 19 yards like he did this week. And don't let those numbers mistake. You know, you might hear those numbers and say, oh, well, he wasn't getting anything. No, they just decided not to run him till later in the game when it was basically just a, you know, a courtesy run. Like, oh, hey, Joe, sorry, we, we forgot about you here. Have a run for four yards in the third quarter or second quarter when, you know, now we're in a passing situation because the Chiefs have a lead on us, right? So it's it, it blew – I think the, ref, the refs are getting a lot – the Bengals could have made a lot of adjustments to this game. You know, the Chief, Chiefs as well, but rightfully so. I think I'll, these two teams both played like a pretty like strong and you know and tight game, like you like you said initially. But there's a lot of adjustments I think they could look back on and be like, oh yeah, Joe Burrow got he was getting pass rushed like nobody's business. He was getting sacked all over the field. He got sacked. 
Uh, let me see. He got sacked five different times, and you know there were multiple times where he had to throw an incomplete pass and won a grounding call in the fourth quarter that uh, because he was getting sacked. So Burrow was under pressure all day. I think they attacked the game from the very start wrong. They should have leaned on a bit more of Mixon after what he showed last week against the Bills, who I would say have a better defensive line than the Chiefs. Absolutely, you know the Chiefs have Chris Jones, who's an absolute bona fide phenomenal pass rusher but you know and Carl Aftis as well the rookie out of out of Vanderbilt he's been a great pass rusher but that's the key pass rusher they they aren't sitting there on the run stop you know uh like they I just really feel like the Bengals could have attacked it differently I was frustrated that they kept going to the pass even though Burrow's getting thrown in the dirt every you know down after down you know save that for the second half let let Burrow warm up to that because it's tough to start a game that way and then finish a game in the same light you know he finished with two interceptions one of them was kind of just a freak interception bouncing all over the place but I I was disappointed in the Bengals play calling even though I picked the Chiefs to win like I I picked the Chiefs to win I've got them to win the Super Bowl personally and but I you know this was this game was there for the Bengals to take the refs did not make it easy on them absolutely not but it was still there, and listen, there's going to be refing controversy forever. People think computers are going to fix refing. Guarantee you that's going to cause controversy as well because one little glitch and you're going to have a whole country, oh, my God, they're rigging it. They're rigging. So, yeah, there's just such a such an unfortunate narrative for both of these games. We just can't sit here and act like these two games were perfect, you know, beautiful football uh, like what the first week of Wild Carter last week. It's It was just so much controversy, so much sloppiness and I'm just happy we're at the Super Bowl at this point, right? Like we've we've got Chiefs Eagles now. So that that's where I'm at. What would you think about the Bengals just absolutely dismissing that Joe Mixon was even on the team? I I was just I was so tilted by it as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I think there are bigger reasons for the the loss. For sure. I don't think. I mean I don't think you can pin it on on one thing exactly unless you're pinning it on the defense because they played a pretty good football game, and it's just they – I mean, I don't know. They held the Chiefs to three in the first quarter, and then after that it yeah. was 10-7 and then another three in the fourth. So, I mean, they – yeah, they tightened they did, up in the and fourth. And their defense wasn't terrible, like yeah. we're saying. It's just like – Just bleeding yardage. Just bleeding, yeah. uh, you know, 326 yards in the air for Mahomes – uh and that was you know that first quarter was tough for the Chiefs so you know that's in like three quarters of football basically so yeah yeah. and and you know that hit out of bounds I I think it I really think it was the right call but I don't like it either way I just there was too much flag thrown in this game way too much flag there was flags everywhere all the all the time a lot of banana like yeah way too many banana peels let's play football let's like simple as that let's play football because you know there was so much this felt like a week one game and the, that the refs were brand new that that's what it felt like it, it it just the hype was there the potential was there kelsey had a great post game uh post game speech you know regardless of what we think the player there's yeah. there are players who won and there are players who lost and the players who won are extremely happy about it uh the chiefs have got to be 
a l- very, very happy about it because now you get two weeks for Kelsey to chill out with his back, right? He was having some back spasms coming into the week, so they were worried about that. You give Mahomes his ankle another two weeks after no visible setbacks. He was rarely under duress, and when he was, he went down pretty like lightly. And as you saw in a couple throws, he was you know, nursing that that foot back there yeah, he was so, limping on the on the last hit oh of the yeah game too the, yep. the late hit oh yeah i think limping. the i think the toradol or whatever they're using nowadays was, was wearing off <laughs> whatever they shot up his ankle with to start the game that whatever that was was wearing off in the yeah. fourth that's for sure uh because yeah he was he was looking a, a bit limpy there at the end but now you get two weeks to heal up I think the Chiefs would would change a lot about their offensive, you know, vision for this game as well because it was far from perfect f- from them either. Uh, this was a really gritty, hard fought game that I think the refs took a lot away from. Overall, I'd give the game a six point four out of ten because of all the banana peels everywhere. It was so frustrating, but you know, yeah, twenty three to twenty. I, I still regardless. think it was a fun. I think it was a still. It was still like a. You hate to see the way still that it ended, but all the drama, yeah. all the. Like it was, it was a pretty. Uh, you got everything in the game yeah. that you could have asked for, but maybe a little bit too much of of some certain things. You had the drama, yep. you had the controversy, you had everything to make a to make a, you know, prime time football game. You just had too much of too much drama, too much controversy. Um, oh yeah, it, it overflowed it, to a point there, and and yeah, it was it was crazy, and then you know. Eagles Niners that was per- you know that was personal beef and so is this one cuz what the Bengals mayor came out in the middle Jeez, of the week yeah. last week the or the Cincinnati mayor <laughs> I mean clearly the Bengals mayor as well with the way he was hyping them up but the Cincinnati Bengals uh mayor of Cincinnati uh came out last week and made a joke post about Joe Burrow taking a paternity test and confirming that he was I mean, in fact Patrick Mahomes, Patrick dad. Mahomes dad. Like yeah. you're just the funniest like why are you know Cincinnati went from the humble um, underdogs with chips on their shoulders to the loud favorites in about 3 days last week. It was it was crazy because then there was Burrowhead Burrowhead this, you know, Burrowhead that. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, the spread was back and forth all week. The Bengals opened as, as two point favorites. Then there was a point in the week where it went to even, then the chiefs made their way to two point favorites. So this, the lead up, and I'd say the game itself was just all over the place. It was, it was very overwhelming. I'm, I'm happy we get a week break before the Super Bowl Cause this was a really overwhelming reality TV type drama week with, uh, with the NFL here, because Man, both of these games had a, had a lot of never before scenes. Some you know, some good, some bad, and you know we've we've got to move to the to the Super Bowl from there. So I mean, of course we've got the Pro Bowl. I'm excited for the skills challenges through the week. Couldn't care less about the flag football game, but I I appreciate. <laughs> you them see, Derek Carr is getting <laughs> getting to the game. Yeah, Derek oh, yeah. Carr is on the roster Derek. for the AFC. Yeah, no, it, t- just Tyler so- Huntley. The backup quarterback for the Ravens yeah. is going to the Pro Bowl because Tua because Tua can't yeah. go, Mahomes can't go, uh, and an, you know, I don't think Lamar can go yeah. either. Uh, so it's Lamar the probably AFC. doesn't want to even play in that game. No, exactly. To be quite honest, exactly. So the AFC, it's I think Tyreek is the only representative from the Dolphins uh, at the Pro Bowl, but uh, you know, no, Xavier Howard is too. But I don't know why because he honestly as phenomenal as seasons he's had in the past this was one of his weaker seasons he made up for it in the bills playoff game he was phenomenal but uh you know 
it's it's one of those things where this you know we got Trevor what we got Trevor Lawrence Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr that's our and then and then on the other side Jared Goff is taking Jalen Hurts's place right so it's it's <laughs> I I don't know it's 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 just silly and, and it's Carr was silly. a good sport about <laughs> yeah. it too he was like you yeah. know I guess you know I guess my invitation was late in the mail from previous seasons yeah because like yeah, he's yeah. had good seasons where he didn't get to go to the Pro Bowl. Um, but and he's also been there. What is this? His fourth now, I think. Uh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. It's. I, I think it's his fourth. Obviously, yeah. It, it probably he probably wasn't you know elected right away. All of those seasons, he probably was a like the a backup selection. The only season selection. I could think of is that with Amari um, Cooper and Crabtree back in like 2016. Right. I think that was his cool, yeah. close to MVP season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he. Uh, I think this is his fourth, but I think. Like he, he was a good sport about it. He's like must have been late in the mail from previous seasons. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, he even understands what what happened for, for his I'm, entire. I, I'm I'm excited. We're we're in for another fun off season. That that's for sure. That's all I'll say to, to, to Derek Carr. I'm I'm real excited for the Super Bowl because you know there's gonna be that calm before the storm after the Super Bowl. And then we're going to get closer and closer to that March 14th, you know, tampering period with free agency. There's going to be stories all up to there. And right after that, we're, you know, a month and a bit away from the draft. So, man, it's 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 crazy to get into. So, you know, with the playoff talk behind us, we'll get we'll finish with the Super Bowl here. We'll close with the Super Bowl talk. Um, but let's pop into there have been so many coaching changes in the last <laughs> in the last five days as we kind of set up yeah. two episodes ago right with uh we we were very aware that there's going to be a lot of movement and boy oh boy has there been so i'll go down the list and you give me your rating out of 10 uh what, what do you what do you rate the higher and then we'll talk about them all so let's see uh frank reich ex colts head coach who i thought was just washed up and overstayed his welcome uh hired as the carolina panthers head coach they didn't choose wilkes i yeah what's what's your opinion <laughs> one, one through ten on i the don't frank like the reich. hire i don't know what i would even rank it i don't like i don't like the carolina panthers in general really um i don't true I'd what rank it there... a B for boring. That's what I would rank it. <laughs> sure. Sure, that's a, that's a, I would say, you know what? I'll even go a step and a step below that, give it a B minus just cuz I don't like the that much. <laughs> a boring minus. I love it. Let's, yeah. <laughs> we'll, it's just we'll stamp it with a boring minus. We'll get a graphic up for that. It's <laughs> so it's just so bland It's such another a B. lazy hire. It it, like, it really is. You got Steve Wilkes in there who rallied that locker room at the end of these this Panthers team should have been the number 1 overall pick in the draft if you like stop the season at week 8, right? Like this <laughs> Panthers team was dead in the water and then some, especially after they traded away McCaffrey. And Steve yeah. Wilkes reinvigorates the troops. He gets Sam Darnold back in there who had a couple eps- upsets at the back end. You've got a really young core. Like you give it give the reins to Steve give it the reins to the young coach. Give it give them to him. Like why why are you gonna bring in Frank Reich who knows nothing about the system these guys just ran and had work towards the end of the year? Like why not build on a positive it's just such a it's just I don't know. I could be especially totally wrong. When you were kind, especially when you were kind of in the mix for Sean Payton as well. It just true, seems like, true. oh my gosh, what a letdown. Like, that, yeah, well, yeah. That's no, just I, my take on uh, yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page. I just I, brutal. Brutal, I think. You know, it's just like, 
Come bad. on, Panthers! Like that's just not bad. looking good for the Panthers. It, 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 for the it's bad. Game. It's bad TV too. It's but what's what's exciting? Like Frank Reich, he he overstayed his welcome in Indianapolis. I think he was the head coach that got fired for an ESPN analyst. Like you gotta yeah. be kidding me! Like oh my god! Oh, it was, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good for the Colts either. It wasn't like I don't know. It it, it, was it reminds really... me. It remind. This is what I would attribute the hire to is let's this is a hire of like just an old washed up veteran quarterback being brought in as a starter by you know a close competing you know like a fun young team that has a, a young roster that could compete right bringing in just a 38 year old veteran you know bringing in a colt mccoy and saying like hey these are yeah or a joe flacco exactly and saying this is our answer it's like what are are you on another planet like this uh, I don't know. He's got the he's got the tenure, right? He's got the resume. Frank Reich could be great, and Had I could bad, eat. It was a bad deal for the Colts this year, though. Yeah, so I just don't exactly. see how you can to have have confidence to just. Yeah, I, I don't. No, I, don't I don't see have... where Frank Reich won anyone over in Indianapolis compared to what Steve Wilkes did in seven weeks in Carolina. And Steve Wilkes was a true true man about it. He said he's you know he put out a post. I'm really disappointed i'm bummed out because he did want the job but i do believe he is still looking to to be a head coach like i i don't think this is steve wilkes uh like he is he's a former you know panthers uh head coach or coach period now so you know the 49ers as of looks like about two hours ago have reached out to him uh i've reached out to steve wilkes here and you know who knows where he'll end up but i think he deserves to go somewhere because you know he really turned that carolina team around he made me look a lot less stupid too because i picked carolina at the very bottom of my wild card bracket coming into the season i was like they could sneak in and they almost did because of how bad the nfc south was this year they almost did but oh just just brutal so we'll stop bragging on frank reich get to the next uh, higher, which is the mutual parting ways of Kellen Moore and the Cowboys. We both called that. We called that right after that was happening. And that was Kellen Moore. See you later. Cause he was in the head coaching talk of last year. And now he is, you know, quietly taking his exit in Dallas. And he was immediately picked up as the chargers offensive coordinator, which, uh, I'll, what, what do you think about that, Bob? What do you think about that? It's interesting because we were talking about the Chargers. We were talking about Herbert yeah. and what they were doing over there. Um, and I think it could be good. I think it could be good for the Chargers. I'm really indifferent about it's probably good for the Cowboys. We'll see what happens there because, mm. you know, Dak, you got to do something with that roster that you have. So if he's not the guy in Dallas, it'll be interesting to see who goes who goes to take you know his spot there. But I think it will be good it'll be good for the chargers and for Justin Herbert um, to see what, to see what they can do. And maybe it'll kind of bring out Herbert's full potential. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I think I it's like, I like the pickup by the chargers and I, it's, I think it's, I think it's a fun hire. I think it's a, it's a true roll the dice, you know, um, it's, it could be great, but maybe Kellen Moore was a big reason why Dak led the league in interceptions for uh, yeah. after only playing for, you know, eight weeks or 10 weeks of the season, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, 
it's going to be interesting. This will be the, the, the discussion we were having last week. Was it the coach or was it the quarterback? We're about to find out if Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers and turns Herbert into an MVP, then I'm sure those head coaching offers will be right back on the table for him. But uh, this year for the Cowboys, specifically the Cowboys offensively, was quite the embarrassment compared to a season past. And, you know, Kellen Moore, I would say he's still a young guy. He's still, you know, still a young coach, still has potential. But this needs to work for Kellen Moore like this this is I think it's much more about Kellen Moore than it is Herbert because if if you then come back after this horrible season with the Cowboys and then you the Chargers come back and look you know just as discombobulated or worse on offense next year then that's when you you start you know disappearing as a coach right when you just coach names just disappear into the wind and you never hear from them again right like that's that's the the route he's playing and you know he is still very young and into his career but uh this was an atrocious year for the cowboys offense and quite honestly i they're it's i wouldn't say they struggled more than any team uh than any other team at any certain position right like they they had a pretty solid offensive line yeah they lost a couple guys in the offseason They've got a receiving core that I think a lot of teams would prefer over the <laughs> over their current receiving core. Uh, they've you know got Dak, Zeke, and Pollard, who Zeke are sometimes a three-headed monster and sometimes you know a three-headed clown. It's it's just yeah. it's hard to predict. So this will be a, a good you know coach or quarterback deal we got going for us. I think so. That one's interesting. Um, then we've got. Vic Fangio to the Dolphins, uh, not officially, but officially yet. There, this has been weird. He, you know, Rappaport reported that he took this job uh, for, from Miami at the like end of last week, and then Fangio's camp, quote unquote, so not Fangio himself, came out and said, "Oh, we haven't made any decisions. Uh, we, you know, we are talking to the 49ers as well as the Dolphins." And then out of the blue again, people came I was seeing today. Uh, oh, yeah, the Dolphins, like, they already have the contract down and everything. They're about to announce it. Like, don't worry. So I'm in a whirlwind right now. I would love Vic Fangio because this defensive roster, Vic Fangio, he's the guy who brought in Bradley Chubb. He was – or he was not brought in Bradley Chubb, but was Bradley Chubb's first defensive coordinator, and Bradley Chubb has only had amazing things to say. So I'm excited for the reuniting there. You know, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis as your D-line. And I could go on and on about the defensive backs and linebackers for the Dolphins as well. As You know, this is a really, 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 really talented and young defense. So if you can get a, a vet like Fangio in there who is the king of coaching defense, uh, the modern, you know, the modern 3-4 is what he's famous for. I'm, I'm really excited as a Dolphins fan. So if the deal sticks... I love it, uh, and I like that he's going back from def- from head coach to defensive coordinator. I think that is a positive move for a lot of guys that we've seen in the past, right? Uh, that if head coaching gig doesn't work out, go back to the half of the ball you were good at, right? So I'm I'm happy with that one. Uh, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't pick a better candidate this year, honestly. So yeah, no no complaints there. Are you you a fan of Fangio, Bob? <laughs> I'm kind of indifferent about him. I mean, you you would know more, or you would you would have a stronger opinion about it being a of course a Dolphins yeah. fan. So, um, I mean, it's nothing flashy uh, per se, but I think 
you know, he's been around quite a bit. Yep. He's been, you know, he's been in the league for Chicago, Denver, and now Miami. Yeah. Denver, he was head coach too, though. But, and that's, yeah. Yeah. I think he's part of Denver's problem, honestly, is that their defense is phenomenal, but the offensive side of the ball was never built up like coaching wise or anything. So that, that, that's why I'm happy. He's just coming as the defensive coordinator, not not the head coach. Cause I'm more than happy. You guys got your head coach. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm more than happy with Mike. I, the rumblings of him getting fired over this season uh, made me so mad that I don't, and they came out like week 15, you know, Dolphins fans, man, sometimes they can get, they can get really angry, bro. They can get really angry. We had a nice taste of win streaks earlier in the year. He loses three in a row, and all of a sudden, fans are calling for his head. It's like, come on, guys. Like, let's let's build. Let's not keep the process of just a rotating door of coaches looking yeah. for a magic touch. Um, I don't know if that's ever ha- – I'd have to do more research on that, but I don't know if anyone's ever just come in and won uh, with the exception of – I think Jimmy Johnson for the Cowboys, but I know – NFL veteran fans say that his success was because of the previous coach, like who built up such a great roster and everything. So I don't know. I'm sure that's a controversial topic as well, but regardless, a good hire, I think. And now we'll get into probably my favorite hire of the day here. 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans going to the Texans as a head coach. I absolutely love the, love this deal. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I I do like D'Amico Ryan's too. I think yep. he's, I mean, he's pretty young. He, he's pretty young blood. Like I think he's got a lot. Very proven as well. Yeah, so early yeah. on with the first with sure. the Niners. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I mean, you just look at kind of what they've built at the Forty ers the defense that they have. I ju- I feel like you know he's. It's a good hire for sure. I would give it. I would better than keeping around Lovey Smith to find out. I think. For oh, sure. for sure, for sure. I don't think. I think absolutely leaps and bounds better than that. So I'd give it. A, I'd give it an A. I'd give it an A plus just because I, I think I was he was the. I was. I would go. I'm gonna go A plus just because I think he's the best head coaching candidate for this year. So the Texans, in my eyes, landed the best guy that could possibly. And it be shows out that there. the Texans are somewhat serious about competing in yeah the, in exactly the future exactly that's and that's a nice change that that is a nice change because and something else i want to actually talk about with with D'Amico ryan's here this texans team was really bad but in the nfl you're never that bad unless you're the you know owen 16 lions or the owen 16 browns like this texans team played a lot of good defense this year like they they honestly played a a lot of good defense so now you have your young defensive core you know you've got your boy stingley there right we got we got stingley uh man like stingley they've got mario addison on the line (sighs) who else who's there who's the safety i'm i'm totally blanking on the safety is it justin reed i no no i think no 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 no. okay uh no eric Eric Murray, Jonathan Owens, oh Petrie, Petrie as well. Baylor, the P- mm. rookie, rookie from Baylor. That's okay. I knew there was another like rookie on there. Petrie I was, don't... was good, and Stingley was very good this year as well. Yeah. Um, so he's got a big task ahead of him, I think, to rebuild the offense. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see, you know, 
how the defensive coordinator and the new G or well, I guess Casterio staying as the GM, but you know, this is his second year. So he's still very new. Um, how they attack this draft because they, they could have, they could have some fun here. They could, they could have a lot of fun. This is a high potential offensive, you know, class. You absolutely are going to get your quarterback at two. There's no question about it. Um, whether that is, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, any like there's so many names across the board. This QB class is going to be a lot of fun because I truly don't know where any of them are going to go. Like it's hard to say one is definitely you know you know hand over hand over foot better than the other, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to tell. So Texans have some building, but they've got a good defensive foundation, which is I think. I think building an offense is a lot easier than building a defense. We could maybe debate that was one day, uh, but <laughs> but I, I feel like walking into a great defense there uh, is is nice. And not to mention, update on Eric uh, Mechie, he's doing great, and they're hoping he's going to be ready for off season program. His fight with leukemia is going. For, oh, John for Mechie. Not, yeah, John. Oh, yeah. My bad. John no, Mechie. Good, yeah. yeah, John Mechie. Um, fight with leukemia is close to over slash going very well he is you know in high spirits they released a report about him uh, on the 27th i believe is when i read it uh that he's you know phenomenal and doing good for the offseason program so hey get a young quarterback in there start putting some pieces around him and see what happens right this texans team could could be a lot of fun and especially yep. in a very weak division this the, <laughs> this division is weak uh so you know, anything's up for grabs with, you know, Jags, Colts, and uh, the Titans, right? And the Titans are now, they're in the offensive coordinator hunt, and they're, they have their own quarterback problems that we'll wait to get into when we get into offseason talk. But, <laughs> but it's uh, it's really interesting there. So now we'll, f- we'll finish the head coach talk with the granddaddy of them all today, and that is the Broncos are trading a first and second round pick. I'm glad we went into this last week because it was <laughs> we knew it was going to be a possibility. But the Broncos are trading a first round pick this year and the one they got back from the Dolphins. So it'll be the Niners pick, I believe. Um, so not a great pick, but still better than nothing. And a second round pick for next year for Sean Payton. Sean Payton is coming back to coaching. The Saints have worked with him and granted him freedom from his Saints contract in exchange for two pretty nice draft picks, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a haul for Sean Payton, yeah, respectfully. Or, yeah, yeah, it, that is, you know, whew, like, man, Tyreek was... Tyreek was a first, a couple, you know, a couple seconds, and then like a fourth and a fourth and a fifth. So Sean Payton with coming in with that same value, that's a high high bounty price on his head, right as he comes in. Bounty gate, pun intended. Um, that was. <laughs> Did they sign him to an extension, um, or are they just keeping him on the contract? Well, I believe they're just on. keeping him on the contract because he would because he still has this season and next season on the original saints contract he had so they're trading the contract over to the broncos Um, the walmart family is going to inherit that and yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna have that haul for sean payton you gotta sign him to an extension you can't just let him you can't just have it be a test trial for two years if you're giving up a first and a second round in this year Mm -hmm. and then next they're giving up second round for next year Mm -hmm. is it 
It's yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. First round pick this year, and then a second round pick second next round year for next year. Yeah, yeah, if you're giving up a first and a second from this year and next year, you're giving up picks in the next two two years. Yeah, for a guy that is only going to be around for two years, we'll see, man. Maybe it, I'm sure they'll give him the. I don't think I don't think the Walmart family is pinching any pennies. So I think if he proves it, they'll give him that cash. Oh, and I, I think I honestly, can't. Sean Payton's hands are kind of tied here, right? So he didn't really have the bargaining power to say I want money too, because in the first place they're having to give up draft picks to get him. So Sean Payton's his ass is on the line for these draft picks, and the Broncos organization is going to be expecting some results uh i would say immediately with the roster they have no excuses like you you had a top yeah. five defense on a how many like what i don't even remember what they finished like the they year five 500 team. was yeah. it four or five i think uh, let me see five and 12 yeah five and 12 oh, so geez. you're you know you're giving up a lot of draft picks for a head coach that is expected to turn around this this franchise granted granted this is the same Broncos team that if they scored 18 points on offense and at least 18 in all of their games, they would have been a 13-win team. So Sean Payton being the offensive mastermind, people have always related Russell Wilson and Drew Brees as well in comparisons to uh, maybe not as much play style, but you know size of yeah. quarterback and you know j- just delivery, ball delivery and everything. And quite honestly, you know they they do have some other similarities as well you know maybe sean payton is the guy to to come in here because i am fully team as hard as it is to be team russell wilson i like i get it it's not the popular opinion out there but (laughs) i'm definitely still team russell wilson because i I think nathaniel hackett was just drop dead awful and it's it's nice to see because so many people out there think you just buy your quarterback and win but you need coaches in place too uh we've seen it a million times with the patriots coaching tree everyone thinks they can just buy their bella check protege and just win a super bowl and that has never worked (laughs) it's kind of like it's kind of like when matt patricia went to the lions and everyone was like raving about that oh yeah he was a great at the time it looked like a great hire patriots offensive mastermind defensive master everything mastermind matt patricia goes to yep. the head coach of the lions and yeah embarrassed himself and then he kind of gets put in his place and realizes maybe i'm not a head coach maybe I'm not cut out for this head coach thing and goes back to what he's good at yep so. even more recently josh mcdaniels of the raiders this year come on yeah belichick's not losing those games <laughs> josh mcdaniels is losing those games which i don't know i i think that's that's a beautiful thing i was having uh having a discussion with someone who who said that's actually why they would put Shanahan as a as a better coach than Belichick? And I thought that was an interesting take because I don't I wouldn't agree I personally. I think it's just it's easily Belichick. But our reasoning, both of our reasonings were the same, and that being that Belichick's coaching doesn't translate anywhere else, and his coordinators never do anything. I think that's the reason why he's so great. But then I also you know was in the, this discussion this weekend that. Uh, this is why this person thought that discussion was or why his resume might be tarnished because maybe he's been just getting bailed out by great team or you know by great rosters the whole time so it was it was interesting i'm i'm gonna go pro coach still and hold hold my ground on pro coach here uh nathaniel hackett i'm so excited that he's the new offensive coordinator for the new york jets as a dolphins fan that gives me so much joy uh unless aaron Rodgers goes there then i feel a bit 
gross. That's uh, but I those, those rumors. Yeah, I would hate to see that happen. Rogers will be a story all through the off season, so we don't need to dive too much into him. <laughs> Just, yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. I know he'll milk the month of February. He'll he'll have his decision in before free agency, I'm sure. But uh, it's gonna be a minute. It's is it a trade? Is it? Well, I think it's definitely a trade. Uh, the way he's been talking about it, I don't think there's any way the Packers stay with him. So it's going to be interesting, Bob. We're going to see a non, you know, we're going to see a non number twelve quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Which yeah. Aaron Rodgers, that's been both of our whole lives, pretty much. Like all, all, sure. all you and I have known on the Packers is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he is, he, he has been there forever. We've seen our Brett Favre clips, and I still remember yeah. when. They drafted Deshaun Kaiser when Rodgers was injured one year, and Deshaun Kaiser was god awful. Um, yeah. But man, it's it's looking like a new face in Green Bay. We'll see, we'll see, because Rodgers is very tied to the area. You know, minority owner in the Bucks. Like, I I don't think he's leaving Wisconsin forever. But to you know, go chase a ring for a year or two. Uh, it reminds me of what the Raptors did with uh, Kyle Lowry. You know, they let Kyle Lowry go. They're like, hey, Kyle, go go chase your ring for another year or two. We know you only got one or two left, so go down to Miami, have some fun down there. That's what, um, you know, what I'm sure Rodgers is going to end up doing. And, yeah, we'll we'll have plenty of talk there. But let's wrap, sure. let's wrap on the Super Bowl. So Eagles-Chiefs opening spread is, I believe it's Chief – or no, sorry, the Eagles are favored – by if let me i'm checking right now i believe it is three points that they are favored by in this super bowl here uh oh wow the lines moved a good bit today actually they are one and a half point favorites right now over the chiefs this is this is a tight super bowl that (laughs) with an over under with an over under of 50 uh, as well Um, whoa i think that's a little high to be honest uh, I think both of these teams have very solid defenses, and hmm, interesting. All right, well, I'll th- yeah. Oh, open us up. What do you, What do you think about the opening line and, and over under there, Bob? What do you What would you? Take? I don't know. I think I would still take the over because they do have such explosive offenses. Yeah. I just think Mahomes and Kelsey, and then you got Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Like two weeks of prep think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could have. You could see some. I don't know. I just feel like I always get disappointed with Super Bowl games, and they always—they're never Last as year's crazy. Was a good one. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Yeah. But you're right; it wasn't crazy, but it was competitive. That's that's what I'm. That's why I'm almost leaning to under here because yeah. the Eagles' defense is they no joke. They are yeah. they are no joke. Eagles' defense is is very very good. Um, but the Chiefs' defense—they also showcased a lot of great things against this Bengals offense. And quite For real, quite candidly, I think the Bengals absolutely have a better offense than the Eagles. I think this Eagles' defense has bailed them out a lot this year. And I think the Eagles are very efficient on offense. But if the Chiefs throw something, you know, if the Chiefs throw something that Jalen Hurts and and the boys haven't seen yet, uh, I I could definitely see the classic, you know first time moment getting rattled right like mm-hmm. if the chiefs just throw something at you with two weeks to prepare for your offense that well it has been phenomenal i i see and maybe i'm reading in too much to the niners game but i saw a lot of weak points uh from that eagles offense this weekend they were getting bailed out the whole game because of how you know the niners literally couldn't move the ball and jalen hurts i i'm a i'm a big 
big fan of Jalen Hurts, but he was missing he was missing a couple deep balls that were a little ugly to to be quite frank. Uh, you know, they got bailed out with that Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch. Right. Uh, that was the first touchdown of the game. You know, who knows? I'm sure Niners fans will die on that, you know, hill is who knows what would have happened if they got that right, you know. Um and, wouldn't have stopped yeah, Purdy from getting hurt. Exactly. And and I don't think you're running the ball forty four well, you definitely aren't running the ball forty four times because you're gonna be in an actual like gunfight here. This this isn't gonna be a team that couldn't throw a ball at <laughs> the whole game. Uh, this yeah. this could be a dog fight. So, I honestly I, I have the Chiefs man, in this tough. one. I I would pick. I would take the Eagles, um, because I personally I would like to see the Eagles win. I just think the Chiefs are going to win. I do. I do really like Jalen Hurts. I like AJ Brown. Yeah. I think I I just really think that the Chiefs they've been there before. They have the experience. Andy Reid is has absolutely proven himself to be a great a great coach, and. I don't know. I just think I think the Chiefs I think it'll be kind of close, but I think the Chiefs definitely cover. Um, I'm yeah. The, I I'm, I'm in the Chiefs, the Chiefs. I'm in the Chiefs boat with you and I really I I'm not I'm not saying this. So don't say I said it cuz I'm not saying I'm not saying the Eagles are frauds. I'm not saying they're frauds. But they there's just there's just something there's just i don't know what it is there's just when i watch them i'm not like blown away it's like they're they've have completely blown expectations out of the water for this season they made it to the super bowl like it was not i don't think a whole lot of people expected the eagles to be in the super bowl this year and so i think that like i'm not gonna say that they're gonna be exposed but i'm kind of thinking about it as like a like a TCU and UGA national championship. Granted, I think you can't compare really? those because okay. TCU got absolutely yeah. demolished yeah. in that but, game. But 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 the you're it's... talking about the week before the championship, the build up because that was getting yeah. built up to be a hey, this has a high potential game, right? Yeah, and I think it still will be. I I think it'll be much closer than the national championship game was. I just think that the Chiefs are a much better team, and people are building up the Eagles like, oh yeah, they're gonna you know they're they're gonna win this football game. Mm-hmm. Like look at them. But I, I just think that the Chiefs, they're the Chiefs. They're the they're the freaking Chiefs, Kelsey. man. They're the freaking Chiefs, man. Like they that's really that's are. where I'm at. Is uh, I mean, no shade to the Eagles as well. And maybe I'll I'll eat my words here. You know, if if the Eagles win this Super Bowl, I'll come on the show the next day, and I will only rave about the Eagles. I will tell the viewers how wrong I was and how yeah. horrible of a football predictor I am. But it's just so it's it just feels like they're it feels like they're supposed to win which doesn't give me good which doesn't give me a good feeling <laughs> like i i i think anytime it's like the bills in july like they're they're gonna win the super bowl like that's what the eagles to me feel like right now people are already talking about you know oh the parade the the mayor's already talking about the parade the people are already talking you know greasing up the poles greasing up the bulls blah 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 blah, blah. like it's <laughs> I just hate it. I I hate it because I I just oh I feel like the country is just gonna go silent if the Chiefs win this game like thirty five to thirteen. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna be like oh my god, that that was a almost undefeated team in the NFC. Yeah, and that's I guess where my hesitation is coming from is 
these Eagles have not played the Chiefs. Quite honestly, they haven't played anyone even remotely close to the Chiefs. They were bailed at like if I saw them go in there and beat the Niners by three points, I I would have more faith, genuinely. But they just got a free game against the Niners. The week before that, they got a pretty free game against the Giants, who they had already absolutely beat the doors off, you know, two two weeks. Granted, the last week of the season, I I thought the Giants may have figured something out, but nope, I was wrong. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be wrong again. But I'm just saying I think the Eagles have had a very easy ride of it in the in the playoffs here and you know i'm not i'm not saying the the chiefs have have you know they didn't beat the doors off the bengals and they sure as heck didn't beat the doors off the jags either but maybe that's where my hesitation is coming from is that i'm more confident in the wins over the jaguars and the bengals than i am against the wins over the giants and the quarterbackless niners that's where my hesitation personally is coming from and i always and i'm thinking back to the game too and i know gardner Minshew was in this game but they let the cowboys put up 40 on him you know what i mean like the cowboys put up 40 on him like week 16 i believe it was 15 or 16 uh, and Gardner Minshew was the quarterback and they lost the game. And of course, you know, oh, if Jalen Hurts was there, it's a different game. Absolutely, I agree. But the defense doesn't, isn't going to feel 40 points of difference because Jalen Hurts is there. Um, you know, that's, it just, there's something doesn't feel right for me. And maybe it's just because I've never fully bought into the Eagles this year because, because of whatever, whatever reason, like they're, they're just, their schedule, I mean, wasn't, difficult to be to be frank it's you know uh, they let's let's go through week week one i'll just read you off the opponents from week one lions vikings commanders jaguars cardinals cowboys steelers texans commanders colts packers titans giants bears cowboys saints giants i don't i don't see any bengals i don't even see a dolphins i don't even i don't see a chiefs I don't see a Niners. I don't see, you know, not a whole lot of playoff opponents. Yeah, that's the, that. that's there. There's ah. or deep playoff like playoff. I, I could be reading too much into it, but I, you know, that that's just how I'm feeling. The Chiefs had to play the Chargers twice this year. I'm not a huge Chargers fan, but I think the majority of NFL fans would say the Chargers are a very good team. You know, the Chiefs had their struggles against, you know, the Bengals in the regular season and the Bills in the regular season, both of those, you know, losing the games by three and four. So I don't want to just take the or put the microscope totally on the Eagles and not show fair game to the Chiefs here. The Chiefs yeah. did go to San Francisco and smack the Niners 44 to 23 early on in the season as well. So, like, I just to me, the Chiefs have some more wins, but regular season aside, the in the in these playoffs, they have showed a little bit more to me so that's why i'm gonna ride with the chiefs here and i'm totally okay with being wrong if if they if the chiefs get beat because this eagles defense i will give a lot of credit to i think they're 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 very good uh but you know those games like the cowboys uh just give me a little hesitation like okay they're very good but you know is something off like did you know is that just a divisional opponent knowing all having all the tape on you or or did they the cowboys find something out there 
uh and you know the chiefs that those are the games they're going to go back and see how did the eagles get exposed they're going to they're not going right. to look at this niners game much farther than you know what their blitz packages and everything were right like they i don't feel like you can take too much defensive tape wise from right. the eagles after they just played against a quarterbackless team uh so it's going to be interesting but yeah we're both on the chiefs what do you think about the over under here with 50 you riding over for sure I think I'm going to take the over. I do think it's a little high, and we'll see how the the defenses play out. But I, I I will take I will take the over because I do think, I mean, you just look at you just look at the teams, and you're like, these are really good, two really good offensive teams. Yeah, you got really good quarterbacks, yeah. and you've got good receivers, great tight ends on both teams, Goddard and Kelsey. Goddard like, and Kelsey, yep. yeah, I mean, and then you look at, I mean, the running. It's funny because both at the running back position for both of these squads is not ideal situations. Pacheco um, was pretty he looked pretty nice yeah, this week. McKinnon weekend. and Pacheco have been have been surprising. McKinnon's but still quieted it's not down like a lot though since the regular season. You like yeah. I definitely hesitation warranted there. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's not ideal situations, like mm-hmm. I said. It's not none of these guys are they don't have a great uh running back great running back or great running back room in general. Yeah. So I think um but I mean, they move the football and they move it well. So, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll hit the over. It will. It will be interesting. I, I'm honestly pretty high on the Chiefs' defense too. From from what I saw on Sunday, I you know, Carlaftis and Chris Jones are beasts. McDuffie has been phenomenal. The rookie mm-hmm. rookie out of Washington. I still remember both of us talking about him last year. Uh, you know, going up to the draft there. I still remember talking a lot about McDuffie and. Uh, you know, being high on him, and man, he's been fantastic. Uh, they're gonna get; they should have Willie Sneed back by the Super Bowl as well. Two weeks for him to recover from the concussion he suffered Sunday. Uh, so I think this game has some high potential. Both of these teams are gonna be pretty, if not fully healthy, on you know on this day. There's not any. I don't think there's any built-in excuses coming into this game, if that makes sense, which is always a plus, always a yeah. plus when there's no, oh, well, you know, we've been missing this player since week eight, and he could, you know what I mean? There's nothing too crazy like that. So I think we're in for a good Super Bowl. We'll definitely see. They always fly by, that's for sure. I'm excited for Super Bowl commercials. Always always a good time there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to see. We're both We're both riding the Chiefs here. And with that, we'll we'll let you as I'll make your decisions at home, and you know, we'll be back next week. Maybe some off-season updates and uh, and such. We can throw throw some segments around, see what we we can get going. Some you know some hype if anything happens during this week, and then you know we'll have the Super Bowl not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday right after February twelfth. So yep. get ready. We'll have a good week here, and we will talk to you guys then. Yep, see you guys.